Hello, my name is Tun, and this is What We Fear. This is the episode zero of the series, as you could call it. What We Fear is um, both a podcast and kind of a general talk show of more specific topic than uh, Godzilla Roundtable. Um, and well, the various other roundtables we've got at this point. What we fear is about discussing um, fear itself and the many ways we explore it in media um, and literature. We'll be focusing on horror franchises and different subject matters and themes from throughout uh, media and really just kind of exploring um, these things that scare us and keep us up at night and what they mean to us. And I'll be co-hosted by Faye, who's here. Hello. Hi, Faye. Uh, thank you for joining me on this process. We'll also probably have some guests for a few episodes, but um, yeah, what we see will be a pretty focused series. So um, I guess for this introduction, we'll kind of begin by just, um, I guess, Good place to start would be uh, how we how we feel about horror and what is horror because you can't really discuss something unless you have an understanding of it. So, uh, since you're the primary guest of honor, Faye, why don't you tell me what horror means to you? Oh well, thank you. I think this is a great time. Almost like we chose this date on purpose to discuss <laughs> this. Halloween, the time when all spooky things come out. See, something funny to me, just as a real quick side note before I get into what horror is, I think Halloween is the only season with such a focus on like a specific like fiction genre. Like with Christmas or like like with Christmas or like Eastern stuff. You know, there's not like say, oh, Christmas is about say fantasy movies, or like Easter is about say sci-fi movies. But with um uh, Halloween, it's like yeah, Halloween's about horror movies in a lot of big ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, oh good. <laughs> you know, just it's so interesting how this holiday, and really just going back to its ancient origins, has always been kind of about exploring fear in a more like um fun and almost embracing way rather than like shutting it or really just kind of celebrating like the scariness and then hard the hard genre just kind of helps encompass it yeah it really does especially if you go back to like it's celtic roots as sam hain and that kind of i feel like fine enough halloween goes back from that root like i said of maybe the most innate fear we have as humans, which is that fear of death. Because mm-hmm. Samhain was the celebration of the end of um, uh, the spring and being of winter. And winter and fall have very close ties, of course, to death. Like, you see the leaves are dying and stuff like that. So I think when we talk about fear, Halloween's a pretty good place because of its start. As a celebration of something we all fear, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But yeah, to go back to your question after I went on that tangent, um, a <laughs> horror to me, I feel like, is such an interesting term. Because when you think about it, 
horror can be anything. Just a matter of scaring the right person. And what's scary to some may not be scary to others. Like, people are scared of clowns plenty, but for me, I'm not that scared of clowns, personally. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't say I've ever been found them particularly creepy. Like, I, I can see the... I can sort of understand the feeling, but they're not one that's ever hit me too hard. Yeah, so it's just like fear is such a unique experience to begin with, and then horror is even more unique because you have to tap into people's fear, and obviously you can then tap into everyone's fear, so it's a matter of making it where it's still enjoyable enough beyond the fear, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you have to really have an idea that beyond just is showing a fear and just how you depict it and engage with it. Yeah. Like, not to give spoilers, but we've watched most of the movies for our upcoming episode one now. And honestly, I, I don't know if maybe you'd feel differently, but mm-hmm. most of those don't really didn't really scare me, per se. Yeah, I can't say many of them really scared me just like certainly i get the idea but i can't think of any that really left me particularly shaken yeah and i think that's kind of an interesting note with with um uh, halloween too where horror isn't just about being scared also about being about not being about having fun in a sense mm-hmm. yeah the, there's oh go ahead there's definitely kind of a feeling of like having a celebration almost of kind of what the things that are scary, um, especially with a, like a, way of, a lot of the ways people engage with how I just see hard genres, very almost like people having fun with it. Yeah, I definitely like agree because I mean, look at how much horror comedy there are. Mm hmm. And that's not even getting into, like, say, how Halloween is very much the biggest demographic they used to celebrate was kids. And I mean, even now, obviously, that's still such a huge demographic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really focused on children. Kind of. And honestly, it's like, when you think about it, so much horror media is kind of aimed at children or just children get attracted to it regardless. Like, Yeah. Uh, we both, well, I we both have younger siblings. I know mine's just obsessed with horror stuff. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> and, and I think it's kind of funny that even from a young age, we're kind of driven towards things that scare us. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if, like, even if maybe like as kids, or at least for me, I've told you many times, mm-hmm. I was a, I was a scaredy cat as a kid. Yeah, but now look at me. I've, I'm 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 a bigger horror nut than you, ironically. <laughs> yeah, and even for myself, at least, like, I did not like horror stuff at all beyond like you know very basic Halloween type of stuff. But then not even now, it's like I, I still don't like go out of my way to look at horror the theme things, but I still like to engage with it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't <laughs> enjoy it on some level. It's, it's an interesting duality. It's like yeah. discomfort, but it's not always a discomfort. Yeah. And I guess I'll push it to you 
what what do you, what is your like take on like horror and what horror is to you? Yeah, so I guess I do have to answer that question. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> no, I guess for me the interesting thing with horror is just that um there's so many aspects of life and just kind of existence that scare us on some level. Like even something as basic as well, like you said, with death, like just our own mortality is such a terrifying thing to us, even though it's a fundamental aspect of life as we know it. Just we have trouble coping with that. And um, and that could extend to other things. It's just like we can kind of become obsessed with how we die. It's like um, so many horror themes which are about like violent death. And that just ties back to kind of that primal fear from before even mm -hmm. we were sapient. Or it was like we would prefer to go on our own terms rather than like being eaten by a predator or killed by another one of our own kind and beyond just death just um in or even like just on the opposite end it's like immortality can scare yeah. us like the concept of something infinite and never ending that just the idea of what's beyond it's like Horror just as a concept is almost kind of exploring mm -hmm. that um, dual aspect to anything you engage with, kind of just allowing yourself to kind of go into that worst case scenario. But at the same time, it's not just lamenting and kind of like, I don't know, wallowing <laughs> in kind of just fear and suffering but also kind of like engaging with it. it's like like we said there's kind of the celebratory element where we take these things that scare us and then make them fun but there's also kind of like there's stuff that's like rejects the fears like no I will fight this or no I will flee from it and overcome it mm -hmm. there's so many ways to kind of engage with these different things and just it's been so so long an aspect of kind of human imagination almost like um you if you go to indigenous cultures they have like a concept of uh spirits and malevolent yeah. beings that they <laughs> try to ward off so the fact that this is such a fundamental aspect of our very existence so oh well, as far as we can tell from the beginning it's just so interesting to me yeah, and like and like to go back to your thing on immortality, so many like horror villains and like horror concepts are about being undead and immortal, never ending. Like with vampires, that's their whole thing; they never die. And so much of horror is like how terrifying that would be and what that would take to persist. Where like even if you go back though to like the first ever story we have recorded which is Gilgamesh's story, the epic of Gilgamesh, the immortal beings in that give off an uncanny vibe. Mm -hmm. They're very much treated as just kind of unnatural and stuff. So even though we as humans instinctively fear death, we also kind of realize death as like a kind of peaceful thing. It's an yeah. end point, you know, and if something doesn't end, it's like what well, what that it just goes on, and like something else though, interesting with horror, 
and and I kind of saw this when you were saying it. It's also kind of about, in a sense, symbolically having us fight death. Mm-hmm. Because we're fighting things that could kill us. It kind of reminds me, um, the quote Pacific Rim. It's like that line Pacific Rim where they go, "You can't fight a hurricane, but in a Jaeger, you feel like you can fight the hurricane." Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of part of the appeal of horror, is that yeah, you can die from a lot of stuff in horror, but in a <laughs> lot of cases with stuff like zombies or vampires or werewolves, there's a way to defeat it. So there's almost like a sense of security in that. Yeah. It's almost kind of a feels like a symbolic representation of our kind of relationship with the world. Like fundamentally there have been things that well, just even when you go to the most basic thing like nature. Um uh, mm-hmm. nature was very dangerous. There's lots of big scary predators, unpredictable weather, you can't always find food, so we kind of almost rejected nature in a way. We left it behind for urban life, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I know I sound I sound very edgy right now. <laughs> I'm aware <laughs> but, but I'm just making the point is like you know, we kind of fought our way into building up agriculture, building using tools to fight back and then against disease, like kind of the invisible enemy. Well we the funny to... thing is, um uh, not to cut you off, like I mean look at the first animal that we have recorded that 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 at least human ancestors, if not would you consider Homo erectus like human, or would you consider that more like human ancestors? Uh, I guess kind of like it's kind of yeah, proto-human. Because the first <laughs> ever species we have wiped out is that giant baboon. Yeah. So we're as you probably might have known from our other shows, we're paleontology nerds. So yeah, yeah. In the human evolutionary record, there's a species of giant baboon which uh, was perfectly killing us capable of killing a human and it seems that they conflicted with humans because a lot of the bones we have were smashed apart or just consumed by early humans mm-hmm. so obviously they did not like these giant baboons and utterly wiped them out and that's just very human in a way and like if you know anything about modern baboons they're very vicious animals <laughs> Mm-hmm. And where modern right. baboons have been recorded kidnapping human babies, mm-hmm. because in stupid monkey brain they don't get the difference between humans and baboons, <laughs> they think we're the same species. Mm-hmm. And in baboon culture, male baboons will. Ton, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't it that they get so like? Isn't it like we're lions? Like how lions will kill the other male lions' cubs if they take over? Yeah, I believe so. It's kind of a so baboon. So baboons mm-hmm. do something similar, where they'll kidnap human babies and kill them. And you have to imagine now a giant baboon who eats because baboons now eat, eat other monkeys. Mm-hmm. So a giant baboon would have been eating us. Yeah. So this thing was not. <laughs> this wasn't just some, you know, nuisance animal. This was like a killer creature. That was conf- in conflict with our ancestors. And to kind of time into instinctual fear, notice how we have Uncanny Valley, mm-hmm. where we kind of instinctually don't like things with big fangs that look like humans. That's probably why. <laughs> yep. Um, the early days of humans were very rough. 
and yeah. they're a lot more monkeys back then. <laughs> and they a were lot. not nice monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Tom, did you have anything more you wanted to say on horror? Or because I actually had 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 a prompt I wanted to ask you that kind of uh, sure, sure, go ahead. So, because we're talking about like stuff that like scared us, and I guess horror. What scared you as a kid? Would you say like big time? Is there any like big memories of like things that scared you, or like similar stuff? Oh man, so many things. Um, I think probably this sounds strange, but the most scary thing to me as a child was zombies. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, you told me why. Go, I had another story, but go, go ahead and tell people. So one of my first horror movies I can remember, and it really just stuck with me, was um, Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead. Uh, I believe, and before anyone, well, no, I mean, <laughs> it, the Dawn of the Dead I'm referring to was Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead, not the original Dawn of the Dead, but. Um, that was kind of my introduction to zombies as a concept and just the thought of like humans robbed of their humanity or just something as simple as a bite would turn someone to a horde of flesh-eating monsters. That just terrified me so much. Like every night I would sit in my bed and just kind of worry about like um, waking up to a scene like in that in Zack Snyder's remake, where like spoiler alert for two thousands, <laughs> where you wake up in your own home and your family's been bitten and they're like tearing each other apart, it just scared me so much. Isn't that movie set in DC too? Um, or, 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 or am I misremembering? Yeah, I think uh, I think Donald is like somewhere. Uh, I want to say like West East. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, because I had a memory, but that might have just been me conflating something else. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. I feel like me and you shared that zombie fear to a degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, spoiler alert for a future episode. We'll get into it more when we cover zombies. But I do think that zombies are like pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, should I go with one that scared me as a kid, or do you want to say another one? Um, uh, actually, take turns. You okay. Go ahead. Okay, so for me, and I know Tun shares this one because we talked about it. Mm-hmm. War of the Worlds, Steven oh. Spielberg's. <laughs> I saw the intro to it. My friend brought over, um, uh, in the two thousands on DVD. After the initial landing scene in New Jersey, where you just see the tripod vaporize people, or what do you think is the vaporizing people? We find out later in the movie. It, it's more I'm teleporting, um, uh, after that, I was like, that's it. I'm done. No more. And we turned it off. Mm-hmm. And that's that, just that snippet of the movie traumatized me for life. Yeah, that was actually going to be my second one. <laughs> I, I stole it from you. Mm-hmm. That scene has stuck with me so much. Um... See, cause see, the funny thing is with that, not to get... get get too into it i feel like it kind of tied into a lot of fears that we as kids of the post 9-11 age kind of had mm-hmm. yeah that era is very much defined by just the idea that, like out of nowhere you could be living a peaceful life and then 
some malevolent force could just appear and start wiping people out. Yeah. And I mean, even the movie itself has the um, uh, Tom Cruise's daughter. It's like, is it, is it the terrorists? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they did so much of just, I guess, to tie it back to General Har, it's just about capturing those everyday fears of the time. Yeah. That's a big thing with horror, and I think we'll probably cover that when we when we get into more specific topics too, and how often these things stem from very specific fears mm. of those times. But yeah, go ahead, Tom, with your next one. Mm, well, since you took War of the Worlds, um, another kind of interesting one is um, it's one of my favorite horror movies. Um, is uh, John Carpenter's thing. Oh, that's a good movie. <laughs> that, that movie has a lot of horrors in it, but just kind of that paranoia and the body horror element of that movie. Yeah. How old probably, were you when you saw that? I forget. Um, I was probably a younger teenager. I think I was around like 13 or 14 when I saw All right. That. Yeah, I feel like at that age, you're still like, you know, to get your pants scared shitless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was probably like the first horror movie that I found myself really engaged with because, like, don't it was terrifying, but I was also fascinated because it's such a simple creature, but it's so complex and there's so much mystery to that movie. It's just mm-hmm. a masterful work of of, of mystery, um, as much a mystery movie as it is a horror movie. Yeah, it and is. That really and that really kind of opened me up that horror movies are more than just, you know, scary stuff popping up on the screen. <laughs> it's also very sci-fi, too, and I know you're even bigger into sci-fi than I am. Yeah, I love science fiction. <laughs> okay, but this is something that's going to make me sound a little sociopathic. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But um, what this thing, is it bad that the part of that movie that, that, that gets me the most is not the human stuff? It's mm. the bit with the dogs? <laughs> I mean, that scene is absolutely horrific, so I don't believe. I feel so bad for them. They're like, mm-hmm. get us the fuck out of here. <laughs> They're poor. Mm-hmm. They're poor screens. And then you see them getting, oh, that 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 scene is the scene that gets you from, from this thing. But I saw it, though, when I was much older, though. So I don't mm-hmm. know how it would have hit me if I was younger. <laughs> yeah, that, I would not show the thing to a child. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's rated R too, so if you do, you're kind of breaking the MPA rating. But that's all another topic. <laughs> on if those are valid or not. Oh man, I guess I should go next. Ooh, mm-hmm. I had one come to me. Have you seen Rodan yet, Tom? I forget if you watch it on your own or not. Um, you know, I don't think I have yet. Okay, see, this is kind of funny because this scene. Only bothered me one time, but it did stay in my mind. So I had a friend over, and I was like, mm-hmm. hey, let's watch Rodan. And for some reason, even though like this scene was always creepy to me, it didn't get to me as much. Okay, so you know the Mega Nulon from Mega Gearus, right? Yep. Those come from Rodan, like I said. Yep, yep. In Rodan, Rodan doesn't show up until the, until the, until like the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. The first half of that movie is actually about the Mega Nulon. So oh. you just see the mines are flooding and people are going down in there and they get carried off by something. You don't see it, 
You just hear people screaming. You see them dragged into the mines. And you hear this horrifying screeching noise. Oh. <laughs> and it is creepy as anything. When I had this friend over, for some reason, I'm watching it at night with that. It terrified me. <laughs> and it just stuck with me for some reason. That memory of that of when I got specifically scared by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always those films that just kind of have those small moments that just really kind of click with you and leave yeah. you terrified. And it's funny because the Mega New one now don't terrify me because they look so like silly to me. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I'm like, yeah, your turn again, Tom. Huh. Trying to think of another good one. Mm. Well, this, this would be going back to zombies, but I was also thinking of when you mentioned just the small moments that stick with you. Uh-huh. Uh, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. There's a scene where a couple is trying to escape from the zombies in the truck and they crash. In the truck. Oh, yeah, that scene. The scene where they had the zombie actors eating um, pig um, part, uh, I think, like pig meat to replicate yeah. eating the victims. That really just absolutely terrified me on a level. It's uh, a really creepy scene, honestly. Even. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like Night of the Living Dead is a very good benchmark because, like, also, I feel like everything with the little girl, as you get older, that bit terrifies you on multiple levels. Mm-hmm, definitely. Because you know what's happening to her now as an audience member. But back then, imagine how shocking that was. Mm-hmm. She ends up killing and eating her own parents. It's so <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Incredible work for her. And, um, uh... There's a, a new example, mm-hmm. uh, uh, probably one of my favorite entries, which um, is not traditional horror, but it is horror to a degree, is the uh, Jurassic Park franchise. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is going to be fun. Go, go. <laughs> yeah, just um, that fundamental horror bringing these ancient primordial beings back to life. And... You get to see them being larger in life and awe-inspiring, but also absolutely terrifying. It's like these creatures can't be controlled. They aren't simple zoo animals you can just put back in the cage and stare at. They will mm-hmm. <laughs> they will ruin your day. Um, I always loved the Jurassic Park franchise. And while that it's partly science fiction and partly action, it's always kind of had a lot of horror roots, so I consider yeah part of that horror genre. Hmm, for me, okay, this one's going to be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe now. God, Zilbert says Eudora scared me really bad as a kid. Mm-hmm. I found, I, I talked about this in our, I think it was about bringing it up here again. Um, Just to Dora, like, turning people to skeletons, like the bits with people getting like their flesh melted off, Godzilla gets getting his hand. It's just such a scary movie. As a kid, it really unnerved me horribly. Mm-hmm. Because there was nothing you could really do to protect yourself from Hidori either. If you just happen to be outside at the wrong time, and I think that kind of goes in the way we we're saying with War of the Worlds, it's that idea that your peaceful existence could be upended in a moment. You would literally be dead. 
Mm-hmm. That that really terrified me as a kid. Yeah, certainly. Do you have another one, Ton? Oh, also Ton, just in case. Does, does yeah. have the, I wasn't thinking, thinking it doesn't have to be movies. I feel like you can include like TV or like even oh, books yeah. and stuff or video games. Mm-hmm. If that helps you more. Yeah. I did actually think of one more movie. Okay, go ahead. Um, since you mentioned Giant Monsters of Cloverfield. Oh, that's that's a good one. Yeah, that one really it doesn't quite scare me now, but as a kid, definitely. Yeah, same here. It messed me up as a kid because its ending is so dark. Mm -hmm. And like, unlike usually giant monsters where the threat is at least resolved, Clover is still out there, they say. Mm -hmm. Because there's the bit where you play backwards, you can hear a voice going, it's still alive. Yeah, I really get really excited for as as scared as I was, it made me really excited for a sequel, which uh, and because it's it feels very realistic in Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Also, if anyone doesn't know, I'm from New York, so I recognize a lot of the places in New York City that yeah. they show off, and that always adds an element to it. And just at, at night, and just this idea that the military is losing against it. Because remember, there's the bit where they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, we're fighting this thing, and we're losing." Yeah, it's, it's like you definitely see it associated with the Godzilla movies and stuff, but at least for us as Americans, it's having someone close to the home mm-hmm. and kind of seeing your home destroyed and can really just connect with you in a weird way. Yeah. So, yeah, that movie got to be. Oh, we want to know what movie actually terrified me more than anything else. Mm hmm. What happens to um? Oh shoot! What's her name? The girl from the party who ends up tagging along with them. What she gets oh, yeah, by yeah. parasite. Oh, that that's... bit <laughs> is, is terrifying. Mm-hmm. You just see her bleeding, and then they rush her to like this quarantine room, and you see her fucking explode. Yeah, like the parasite literally explodes out of her. And mm-hmm. yes, I know Alien did it first, but I saw this first, so fuck off. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those scenes where. It's like, oh my gosh. Especially when you watch it at a young age. It's like yeah. Depression. Definitely. Um, oh, should I go next or should you go? Go ahead. Okay, to go back to Godzilla, there's another... Hmm, would you count disturbing as the same as being scared? I'd say so. Okay. So, funny enough, because this isn't even... This isn't even um, uh, Gojira, the Japanese version. But in Godzilla King of Monsters 1956, the mm-hmm. introduction of that movie where it opens with like people in the hospital and stuff. It moves basically the scene from G54 after um, uh, the Tokyo Rampage to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the bit where the little girl's mom dies and she starts crying over disturbed the fuck out of me as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was so just like fucked up. I was just like the surprised Pikachu meme. <laughs> I was like, what? Especially because for me, um, uh, the Godzilla stuff I had seen never got that level of dark. But yeah, so that's another scene that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned video games, there's so many good ones. But I guess um, uh, I just kind of continue my sci-fi horror obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, the original Halo, the first flood—such a great moment. How old were you when you played that? 
Uh, Do you remember? How old is Halo now? So. <laughs> uh, let me see. Um, uh, Halo Combat Evolved. I never call it by its full name. The first mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, uh, 2001. It was when it came out. 2001. I'm pretty sure I played that first year. So let's see. I'm. I apologize ahead of time if I make anyone feel really old. I would have been like five or six, depending on the year we got it. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so young for that game. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, continue. I'm sorry. I was curious. No problem. Yeah, I was playing that um, cooperatively with my um, older brother. And I just, the moment where you first discover the flood, the ancient um, creatures that turn people into space zombies. <laughs> um, the introduction to them is just such an excellent moment in gaming that I haven't really experienced since, where the game just rapidly changes tone and feeling and just delivers this excellent atmospheric moment where you're going deeper into this ancient ruin and then you discover what happened to everyone inside it's such a master work of just gaming uh-huh. and really just showcases how good an art form that platform is i feel like it also leans into almost like a lovecraftian type of horror too in a sense definitely definitely because the flutter is so old as beings, they existed way before humans, mm-hmm. or even the covenant itself. Yeah, so it's just this fundamental, essential horror. It's like, how do you um, cope with fight facing something that wiped out an ancient civilization that was so far beyond anything humans have even come close to achieving? This is a little off topic, but I do have to say, I feel like the flood never got as scary again as they were after episode, not episode one, after game game number one. I think that was their scariest, personally. Yeah, they kind of didn't really. They kind of had to keep. That's where the kind of the keeping it a fun video game kind of. Class. Yeah. Not I to... think two <laughs> does interesting things with them, but I think one is that is their most scariest. Yeah, like, one is. Was definitely the height for me as well. Okay, you brought up um uh, video games. So I'm gonna bring up TV shows. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wonder if anyone will remember this. But Truth or Scare was this Discovery Kids TV show hosted by. Oh, well, what was her name? She played Buffy's younger sister, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Let me look up the show real quick so I can say her name. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember the show. Oh, you do? I mean, I know I've, I know I've shown you episodes, but did mm-hmm. you watch it like me or was it? Uh, I think it was like some of our own, so I'll tune okay. into it sometimes. Yeah, um, oh, oh, okay, yeah. Her name was um, uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. She hosted it. Mm-hmm. And they did an episode on ghosts. One of the ghost episodes, I think it was looking at the on my episode list. I think it was your Castle Ghosts of Ireland? Or Castle Ghosts of Scotland. Mm-hmm. And I watched when I was like three or four. And it gave me nightmares. It scared the hell out of me. I don't even remember why at this point. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. I just remember it 
terrifying me. Yeah. It's a very creepy show, though, in general. Even now, it's 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 nice to put on if you're a horror fan. Because it has a nice sense of atmosphere to it. Mm-hmm. At least in my opinion. Yeah, so many great discovery, like, um, shows about supernatural and horror stuff. So, Did... so... Oh, oh, go ahead, Don. I was, I, was gonna, I was curious if any of them scared you as a kid, or did you not like, get that bothered by them? Um, see, because I was kind of at that age where you usually like, kind of avoided stuff that scared me, so oh, okay. if I saw like a ghost show was coming on, I changed the channel with some like, Cartoon Network. <laughs> uh, dude, the funniest thing is my dumbass kept, kept watching. Mm-hmm. But I guess I guess it's because I was like, oh wow, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, sign me up. Mm-hmm. There's something that was kind of like unintentional horror for me. Oh, oh yeah, go ahead. Fun. Those are definitely interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, you remember Discovery Channel's Alien Planet documentary? Oh yes. Okay, that scared me too. But I'll, I'll let you say because you brought up first. Yeah, so I guess to those unaware, Alien Planet was a Discovery documentary adapting a novel called Expedition, which was a book about the speculative evolution of alien life on a planet called Darwin IV. So Alien Planet, rather than being about humans, like in the book, is about two robotic drones that fly to get sent to Darwin IV to record the different alien wildlife. And for the most part, I mean, aliens are aliens. They look kind of weird. Some of them are kind of creepy looking, but they're just animals. But the most creepy thing in it is you find out that there's something stalking the robots. Yeah, oh, my God. Movie. It's giving me chills remembering it. Because I'm kid, it's so creepy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, so you have one robot that gets destroyed off screen. And it's kind of left a mystery what happened to it. And then at the end, it reveals that Darwin four has sapient life forms. And these sapient creatures are basically, oh, how are you even describing them? They're giant, floating, eyeless creatures with long tentacles that have like these balloons and they see via echolocation so they make this creepy humming sound. And they're yeah. Just, they're so terrifying. And especially when they kind of lash out at yeah, the robot. <laughs> and like the other thing is also, I feel like the show like almost humanizes the robots a little bit. Like they're not just like, say, yeah. like you know, like our idea, of, like a drone. Okay, you send the drone up into the air, and that's it. Like, like they, they don't they say they have like AIs in them too. Yeah, and they, that, yeah. They, that they're like childlike. Yeah, they're like childlike. So they're you almost kind of bond with them as a kid because they like they're curious about everything they like poking at the aliens not like not directly but just like yeah seeing what they are and what they do so i'm just getting cold-blooded murdered by these giant creatures is so chilling and then they then like look like the show just ends on the last one being smashed by them mm-hmm. by, by the alien species and they try to communicate with him right remember I'm a, like, oh, shoot, what was the last one left name? It tries to show them, like, pictures of Earth and stuff, like, footage. Mm-hmm. It just pisses them off more. Yeah, because it launches a drone, which spooks them, so they uh, go for the kill. 
It's very, they're very creepy. And I don't know why, but as a kid, I got like I got almost like the idea that like they were going to like come to Earth or something. I don't know why <laughs> I had that idea. And you know, okay, I'm trying to remember. Was I smart enough yet to know that like those dogs weren't real? Were just speculative. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because I believed in if the Dragon Fantasy made real, like Future is Wild, which are two other similar ones, were real. I remember. Was I old enough to know that that this one was fake yet? I can't remember. But if yeah. I thought that was real, no one would terrify me, man. Those fucking things <laughs> come to Earth. Yeah. Yeah, that got me good. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Speaking of other like unintended horror moments from like documentaries, Ton, do you remember the Hogzilla craze? A little bit, yeah. I, I remember. It was like <laughs> this this really big feral pig mm-hmm. that got killed. Remember the picture of it, like be like hung upside down and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a, bigger than the person who killed it. Yeah, and yeah, National Geographic they did a documentary on it, and they show like a parade floater. I don't know why they did this parade flow. I was showing mm-hmm. like, what if the hog got the guy? Uh huh. And it just shows it killing him. And it doesn't interesting. It's just a parade flow, but it scared me so bad as a kid. <laughs> I switched the channel. Oh my gosh! And my mom told me she was like, "Hey, it's just a pretend thing of what if it happened." And I was like, "Nope, not watching it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good." Yeah. Oh man, so it just shows how this stuff, especially in your kids, just really affect you in just random ways. Yeah, I'm curious. Is there any um uh, from like cartoons and stuff? Um, that stuck with you because I know people bring those up a lot, like cartoon stuff. I'm curious if you have any. Yeah, I'm trying to think cartoons because um, I don't have any off the top of my head, but maybe if you talk it'll, it'll like jive my memory yeah uh let's see see because i have thought of something that wasn't really unintentional sharing as a kid but it's not a cartoon oh oh to say it anyways yeah why you think anyways yeah um at the beach there was a haunted house called the haunted oh Mansion. yes go ahead that's this stuff is fun when it's like <laughs> kind of thing. go ahead yeah so at, uh, when my family goes on vacation, go to like Virginia Beach once a year. And as a child, I always looked forward to going to the beach, but there's one part of it I always hated. It's on the drive down when we're going to a hotel. We drive past this um, haunted house called the Haunted Mansion. And it was kind of your typical, like just the outdoor of it, it was kind of your typical haunted house. You had like mummies and skeletons at the door and ghosts and stuff. But there's this one, the absolute worst thing is that they have this giant green head with a hand that's like stretching out of the building. It's so hard to describe, but it's like they just built that. Didn't you post a picture of it on on Twitter a while back? Yes, I did. I retweeted a picture of it. It's very, it's kind of silly looking now, but as a kid, it was absolutely terrifying to me. See, that's funny to me. I feel like as a kid, Sometimes you'll see they're like, why did that scare me as a kid? But yeah, I get it. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's because it was so large and it has this big red eye that almost feels like it's staring at you. I would like literally duck down in the car as we <laughs> drive by it just so I wouldn't have to see it. See, it's funny because speaking of, of okay, I have a big fear of heights. Mm-hmm. 
future fights. I forget. Have have I like expressed that whenever we've we've gone places, or has that not popped up yet? Like, I think you've kind of passively mentioned it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty sure where my fear of heights came from is where my mom used to work. Mm-hmm. Let's explain. Um, uh, my uncle, my mom worked for my uncle, mm-hmm. and he and his like um offices. And like floor space for his furniture store, he had one in like this office building. It was a really tall building. At least, at least, at least when I was a kid, it was really tall in my memory. Mm-hmm. And to get to it, you had to—I forget what happened, but you know how like some buildings have like those outdoor staircases. Yep. This is very hate in my mind because I was very young. Mm-hmm. For some reason. Me and my sister and my aunt, we had to walk on them, and I remember being terrified of them because they, because you know how those ones they don't have anything like between the stairs; mm-hmm. it's like a ladder. Oh, those those suck! And you're so and you're so high up, it feels like you could fall through them, and that's mm-hmm. it. And that stuck with me, and I feel like I've been terrified of heights ever since because of that. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm a ton. Do you want to go go next? You have one because I actually, funny enough, I saw of a cartoon one. Funny enough for me, it's oh, a movie, ahead. but it's a Disney cartoon. Mm-hmm. This is more disturbing. It might be funny now. You want to know what bit of a Disney movie disturbed the hell out of me? Yep, Pinocchio. Oh, really? I think you can imagine what what bit. Do you want to guess what bit? Was it the giant whale? No, the donkeys. The kids being oh. turned into donkeys. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That bit scared the hell out of me as a kid. Because mm-hmm. you just have the one kid shouting for his mom and he's turning into a donkey. And then they show the kids who can still talk as donkeys and they're like separated away and you don't know what the hell they're going to do with them. Mm-hmm. It's so terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that can just really hate me. Do you have anything like that in your memories or no? Hmm. Because there's stuff I can remember, but I, like I guess, um, you know, this would probably count. But um, Land Before Time. Oh, that's a good one. That one made me, <laughs> made me more sad. But the go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely definitely made me more sad. But just kind of. The first start tooth attack when the herd kind of gets separated, and um, then uh, you see like the volcanoes going off. That I remember as a kid being very like kind of shaken. Yes, I am. By that. And I guess similar would be Disney dinosaur with the carnotaurs. Oh yeah, that was a scary bit too. I remember that bit scaring me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just stuff like that would always kind of bug me as a kid. As you can see, that I, I, I have a thing about being be eaten or eaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I feel like there has to be other Disney moments that mm-hmm. hit me. Oh, you want to know what I tended not to like in Disney movies? Find out because it happened a lot. There's two yep. big examples in my head. Um, a, and and they're both they're from Brother Bear and Lion King. Mm-hmm. 
and also Land Before Time too kind of fits in this, but that's not a Disney movie. Um, it's just like parents dying messed me up. Oh yeah, that would always kind of bother me, like in Tarzan and stuff. Mufasa's death in um, uh, in Lion King really fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Honestly, well, okay. I feel like it's weird because I remember it making me sad. I feel like that's why I kind of waited Lion King a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it, but you want to watch one really messed me up besides Littlefoot's mom dying, which really messed me up. Disney yep. wise is remember remember in Brother Bear how they don't reveal exactly where like the bear cub's mom is right away. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like oh where is she? Can you me find my mom? And then they reveal she's dead. I remember Kimmy being like, bruh. What? Oh, yeah. She she that what? And then they mm-hmm. revealed that that was the bear that he killed. That fucked me up as a kid. I was like, oh my god, that's so like messed up. Yeah. I never watched Brother Bear again. I still I still have <laughs> never seen Brother Bear since. I'm not joking. Oh my god. Yeah, though I remember that being really bugging me. I don't think I've watched Brother Bear since you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he both avoided the Disney 2003 anime movie Brother Bear because of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. Oh man, I oh like it's so funny. Tell me when you start talking, like all these memories come back to you. Uh-huh. I still have a, I still have another one. But I'll let you go first time if there's anything you think of. By the way, uh, does it, it doesn't have to be media. It could just be like stuff in like life that like scared you. Yeah. Oh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> okay, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I told you this about one ton, but remember mm-hmm. um, how I told you about why I stopped watching Aladdin the TV show? Oh, I do you remember? I think I kind of already mentioned. Okay, we're okay. So to just to preface this, in Aladdin the TV show, which was the cartoon, um, uh, of of course, this is Aladdin. They used to do two parties a lot, mm-hmm. and then one of the two parters, I don't know what happened exactly. It was like the shadowy demonic being that you wouldn't really see, and it didn't really make it clear what it was, at least in my memory. And as the episode went on, each member of like the of like the Aladdin group kept getting like swallowed up and like taken away by it. Mm-hmm. Like Aladdin, Jasmine, Iago, Genie. I think the only one left was Aladdin's monkey. Oh my god. If that and as a kid, I was, and then it ended on that. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I was like, nope, that's it. I'm good. I've seen enough. I am not watching this again. <laughs> Even though dumbass kid me could have just seen part two. But mm-hmm. I remember that messing me up. That's yeah. Do you have any others, Ton? Um, we kind of covered a lot, actually. Yeah. A lot of things. I guess kind of just general, general life stuff. I guess the last thing I could think of was like dogs. I was terrified of dogs. Oh yeah, same here. I told you that. (laughs) Oh, you want to share like the really funny story now with you and dogs and why you like or scared of dogs? That story is funny. But if you want to share it, go ahead. Um. Oh my. Which Which one was it again? About your about your about your grandpa's beagles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a kid, um my grandfather before he passed away had 
this army of beagles. Uh, I can't remember how many beagles he had. He would, he would like breed them, and um, they were kind of free range. So it's just always so. And if you know anything about dogs or beagles, you know that beagles are loud. They're very <laughs> loud dogs. So whenever we pulled up to the to my grandparents' house, the first thing you would hear is just a loud howl of a beagle and then a swarm of barking. <laughs> and <laughs> the thing and the thing is it's silly because it's like they weren't like aggressive dogs. Like <laughs> they were just Barking mostly from excitement, it would like come up to the car and like sniffing and sniff us as we went to the house. And they honestly didn't even go near people that much, but just as a kid, having all those barking, howling dogs around was absolutely terrifying to me. So I just dread having to avoid the beagle swarm <laughs> to my grandpa's house. See, see, the kind of funny thing is, as like, I feel like as a kid. You almost get afraid of like the idea of things and not the thing itself. Mm-hmm. Because like like now, when you're older, you can like think through it. But mm-hmm. as a kid, you just see these because also remember as kids, we're a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. These big animals to us that are very loud, and I think loud noises scare kids as as it is. Definitely. And very forward. Yeah. So I, I I feel like that would definitely do it. I have a I have a dog story myself. I forget. Did I tell you the story about like my friends Rottweiler? Uh, I see you mentioned it, but go ahead. Okay, so one time I was over at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Our other friend lived on that same block, and so we were like, okay, let's go over to to his house. When we get there, his Rottweiler is there. And if you know anything about Rottweilers, they're big, and if you don't train them right, aggressive dogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, that dog was very intimidating. <laughs> and I really saw, this is it. This dog's gonna fucking rip out my throat, and I am dead. <laughs> I think we just, like, left eventually. I don't remember exactly how it went. But that put the fear of Rottweilers in me forever. And the funny thing is, this is after I had my own dog, my own dogs, too. I had at least... <laughs> Prince by that point, which if anyone doesn't know, that's I'm a, my dog, my Lassopsu Poodle Mix. But uh, <laughs> Prince is very different from a Rottweiler. <laughs> Especially size-wise, because I think he's mm-hmm. at that point. So, yeah, that's my dog story. I think everyone has like a dog story. Yeah. Yeah. You need a, like the, a proper introduction to dogs when you're a kid. Otherwise, you're just gonna be terrified of them. And mm-hmm. you, some people get over it. Some people don't. I myself yeah. did. I actually yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, I actually ended up working at a dog city job, and I have a fondness for dogs now. So, don't worry, dog people. I am one of you. <laughs> <laughs> see, and see, like the funniest thing is with dogs. I also think I wonder if Barb is like instinctual too, because you have to remember. Dogs mm-hmm. were wolves until not that long ago in the grand scheme of things of our evolution. Yeah. Like, dogs are only, like, what, 100,000 years? Or or are they older than that? I believe that sounds right. Uh, 50, oh, not even that old. 15,000 years. Oh, wow. I was actually overestimating. 15,000 mm-hmm. is not that long of a time. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine, for most of our history, canines were dangerous animals to us. Mm-hmm. 
like foxes or jackals or like even though they're not canines they had that same build like hyenas mm. and yeah. of course obviously wolves mm -hmm. those were all so dangerous and i think as a kid i feel like your instincts are almost heightened oh definitely you're kind of in tune to like what's dangerous and what isn't yeah that's evolution trying to save our dumb asses <laughs> yeah Oh man, um, uh, is there any is there any other like like real life stuff? Oh, can't think of anything that's especially real. Um, just kind of the usual stuff like the dark. Yeah, same here. Mm -hmm. Dark. Yeah. Well mm -hmm. then, um, uh, is there anything else you want to discuss on that topic, Tone, or should we move on to kind of like giving? A sneak peek into like what we'll be covering in the future on on the channel. Uh, I think we covered a decent amount of stuff. So yeah, we've been kinda... talking a while. Yeah, I guess we can kind of go on to the sneak peek. So for those that are curious, um, every episode, what we fear after this one will be a little less um, casual. Well, I mean, it'll still mostly be discussion, but we'll kind of have a theme of what topics we'll be discussing. So, I guess. I won't reveal all of them, but what do you think? Uh, six episodes? Yeah, yeah. I think that sounds good, our first six. Okay. Get people so, hyped. Yeah. So I guess our first round of episodes for what we fear will be episode one, we'll be discussing vampires. Woo! Blood-sucking people of the night. Um, episode two, we'll be discussing Werewolves and werebeasts. Werewolves shapeshifters. Episode three will be Frankenstein's monster, which is kind of funny because oh, we just finished recording a Frankenstein movie earlier today. I know, right? <laughs> Good coincidence. As we discussed, episode four will be zombies. Looking forward to that one. Yep. Episode five will be robots. Which should be a really interesting discussion. See, I love how that one is very different from the first four, which will show we're kind of covering a wide range of topics. Yep. And <laughs> kind of culminate that wide range of topics. Episode six will be dinosaurs. So. Yeah. My favorite. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that one. So Oh, Tony, you want something funny? I just hit. If we stick to our mm -hmm. schedule, let me see. That's gonna come out the same the same month as Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, that's hype! Oh, that's, that's great timing. That's poggers to be mm -hmm. cringe. <laughs> we, nope. That syncs up perfectly. Yes. Yeah. And now we, we really have to have to have to keep our schedule done because of that. Yeah. Okay. Cast spoil someone else we have planned. Like, yeah, sure. That's when we're gonna be doing Jurassic Park around April. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, perfect I... timing. Talk about dinosaur <laughs> stuff around that time. Oh my god. Yeah, it's so great. It's like 2022, you're the dinosaurs. You're excited for that. <laughs> but yeah. Right. Also, just because Ton didn't mention it, um, we'll also like Ton, should I spoil our format a little bit of like what we'll be covering anymore? Sure, sure, sure. Um uh we won't be as casual here where we're just kind of like, like talking about our thoughts. This episode was very much meant to just be an intro. To what we mm -hmm. we hope to do to hope to do with what we fear, where we did get a little bit like I want to say, what do you call it, academic? 
Yeah, I think academic's a good term. Yeah, even though like we had our little bit in the beginning of academic, these episodes will be more academic. Like we'll be covering the history mm-hmm. of of what we of what we're discussing. Like such as vampires will go into their very long history. And also Ooh, Ton, should I talk about our pet project? Sure, actually, sure. actually, well, I'll let I'll let you explain that because that was your baby per se. Oh, uh, a certain a certain torch project. I yeah, say. so um, on the side of this, we're hoping to work on kind of a um, horror franchise known as the Torchverse, which is kind of like exploring different horror. <laughs> themes in a kind of our own personal setting. I'm hoping to try and work stuff like that into the podcast and maybe include little short stories and readings. Um, yep. We'll see how that goes, but hopefully that'll show up. If not, we'll just Yeah. Little so yeah, I, I'm excited yeah. to, honestly mm-hmm. to get into this now. Very excited. So look forward to more episodes of What We Fear. I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, you know where to find us on the Fears, Futures, and Fossils channel. Um, you can find me on Discord at, at Tales of Nine. I mean, uh, sorry, so you can find Discord. me. You can find. Oh my god, my <laughs> You can find me on Twitter uh, on at Kaninja Dog. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, uh, and you can find. Uh, where can people find you, Fair? Oh, people can find me. At Fairyzilla on Twitter, and you could find our other show, which I do with Ton and also Crash, Alma, on at Godzilla Roundtable. Our mm-hmm. guts, our entire Godzilla podcast, with also King Kong, Gamera, and some other things coming up, which I won't spoil yet. Although in June, as Ton said, we will be doing Jurassic Roundtable. So if you want to get ready for that, you can go check us out. Mm-hmm. So go give our other stuff a like, a check out. Oh, sorry, a look. That's the word. <laughs> sorry, my brain is very scattered. So give our other stuff a look. Check out Guzzle Roundtable. Check out um our friend Pokesources of Jurassic Game Series. Um, and hopefully we'll get more episodes like this started next year. Yep, coming January twenty twenty two. Vampires. Until then, stay safe out there. This has been episode zero of What We Fear.